Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. Hey. Hey, we're actually on top of our game this week. It is not Thursday. It is not Friday. It is not Saturday. It is Monday. Crazy. Insane. It is Monday, and it is one week Except before how much do you want to bet that I will not edit until Sunday night? $3,000. <laughs> I will put my entire monthly salary in one. That's not how much I make in a month, by the way. Guys, I'm not telling you how much I make in a month. It's none of your business. I'm just kidding. None it of your literally business. changes every month. It literally changes every month because yeah. I work for myself. No, literally. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to think of what updates. I listen to What We Said podcast, as I'm sure many people listening do as well, and they have this dynamic where one of them always writes down and prepares her updates and the other one never does but we are just both the other one who the never other does. person <laughs> yeah we're just both never writing down our no. updates I actually do have a fun update so I got a new client a couple of weeks ago and just recently started doing like shoots for them mm-hmm. um it is a fine home construction and real estate company and I have seen some of the most yeah you phenomenal your story mm-hmm. homes in my time on this earth and it's just made me think really differently about my city because I used to think that my city was boring Mm -hmm. and now that I've gained access to these custom-built homes with like one of them I just have to tell you guys because this is now my newest dream they have this little like dog area in their laundry room where they have like the food bowls the water Mm -hmm. bowls the treats whatever they have a pot filler where they can fill up the water Mm -hmm. bowl just pull it out over the water bowl fill it up they do not have to pick up their dog's water bowl Mm. They do not have to bring it to the sink. That is mm-hmm. luxury living. Yeah, that and that's is something I want to be a part of. You yeah, know what I, mean? I also I've seen so many houses with the like the dog like shower space where I they like come in from like they have like a mudroom and you just like wash off your dog before they go in the house. Speaking of um, washing off your dog, uh, yesterday. So this is a really fun story. Um, if you're eating, turn this podcast on mute for um, one minute. Um, yesterday I gave her a bath. Um, and you know, it was super fun, whatever. I was like, ha ha ha, so silly, bath time. <laughs> um, she comes in the house, I'm like, okay, good, she's so clean, she's so clean. I let her out to go potty. She comes up, I'm like, what's on you? There's something on you. Oh god. Um, I'm like, oh, did you roll in the dirt? Nope, she rolled in in dog shit, her her own shit. So she rolled in that. Mm. Um, when I tell you she was visibly brown, yeah. Like this was like she was visibly brown. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, she's a white dog, so it was obviously very easy to see. Um, I was seeing red. I was seeing red. <laughs> um, I truly, like, my boyfriend was literally, like, napping. And I was like, what is going on here? He was like, are you okay? And I was, like, slamming doors. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, get outside. Get outside right now. And then I had to give her another bath. Um, mm-hmm. And the whole time I was seeing red because, you know what? I didn't want to give her another bath. Mm-hmm. I'd already given her one. Why did she do that? Right. <laughs> Why did she do that? Um Anyway, so that's what happened to me yesterday, and that's why me and Rue are in a fight today. Um, we did make up, and I did forgive her because I understand she's just a dog and just is doing dog things. But yes, um, yeah. Um, my update is that Austin and I almost bought uh, guinea pigs on the weekend, but then we didn't. And now I've been like, because we went to PetSmart, which I don't think I, I don't know. I was like doing research, and like I don't think you should like support. PetSmart 
animals, you know, like it's yeah. just like they don't Pet treat store them animals in general. They do they treat them very well. Yeah, they don't treat them well, so I don't know. It's like it's so sad cuz you want to like get them, but then when you buy them, then they immediately just get replaced by another one. So it's exactly. like you're just yeah, like supporting so it. So yeah, it's, but hard. it's hard cuz you're like trying to save them, but then yeah, it's, it's you know. Yeah, so um but then that was like I wanted to say that it was like Saturday morning, so then the past 2 days I've been like doing all this research on, like, guinea pigs, and I, I don't know, I'm not, like, really, like, a rodent person, like, I had a hamster when They're I was a kid. not necessarily rodents to me. I know, I, I know. They're, They're a little more, more like, like a bunny. Yes, like, and actually, I yeah. was, in my research, I found that, like, uh they're actually a lot of people like think of them as hamsters but in reality they're actually like behavior wise they're more like bunnies than they Mm -hmm. are like hamsters um but i don't know i just like i think the reality is that i want another like pet i think Um, you want a dog but you're just trying to get what yeah yeah, you're trying to get what you can get get, yeah but i don't know i just like i also want austin i want austin to have a friend um austin is so lonely all the time He needs a rodent friend. He needs a rodent friend. Um, he needs a rat friend. No, but, like, I know that, like, you know, Winston's a cat, so he might try to, like, kill them, but I don't think he would. He's so, like, he is not a cat. Like, he has, like, yeah. zero brain cells, and he's just, like, the sweetest thing ever. Like, he literally will not, like, we, if we have socks on, he will, like, attack our feet, but, like, barely with claws at all. And then if we don't mm-hmm. have socks on, he will not attack you because he doesn't want to, like, scratch yeah. you, which yeah. is, like, so not, like, a normal cat. Um, yeah. And you can, like, rub his belly and whatever. I just feel like he needs, like, I don't know, like, brain activity. Like, literally yeah. something to, like, entertain To, like, to look him. at. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, but I don't know. I also just, I don't know. But then it's, like, I'd have to keep them in here in the office and mm-hmm. then and they like squeak and stuff and I was thinking for the podcast like literally like in the background I'm yeah. like oh my god and it would smell and then my office everyone would smell, like, vote poop. if you would like to hear uh if you would like some guinea pig ASMR to yeah. be added to our podcast. I literally and thought if so she'll get one I literally thought well you have to get two because they're like depressed if you get one so you'd have to uh-huh. I'd have to get at least two um but my therapist you, actually has like seven guinea pigs seven wow uh-huh. okay mm. and they also have like four dogs Mm, interesting anyway yeah. and anyways anyways we should talk she likes about- them she has fun with her guinea pigs okay her- so they also send me your therapist information um <laughs> she can interview do an informational interview about her life with guinea pigs no literally. um but i know you're what you're about to say and yes. yes we should talk about our guest today so today we had Kristen busquette on. um she is a creator mentor um creator slash influencer mentor and she's also a content creator herself um she talks a lot about social media just creating content all of that kind of stuff on her page she has a podcast um she has a monthly membership which we'll talk about kind of at the end of the episode yes but she um is super super fun and obviously had like a lot of amazing things to say we kind of talked about treating influencing like a business Mm -hmm. and kind of how to take it seriously and some mindset stuff um and like showing up authentically with in like trends and brands and stuff it was a really good episode and katie and i were saying like after she got off that we just like i don't know the guests that we've been having on recently have not that our guests in the past have we've loved all of our guests but Mm -hmm. specifically in the past few weeks that we've been getting like so much out of just talking to them in general yeah and you um, know what 
I'm going to go ahead and toot our own horn. I think it's because we're asking good questions. That is so true. Before we were like, what is your name? <laughs> what is you do? What is <laughs> yeah. you, what are, what do you do in the day? You yeah, know? Literally. Um, well, that actually yeah. was one of our questions for this one, but only one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we just kind of, if, if you want to be a content creator, if you're creating content in any way, if you're interested in kind of being more serious about content creation, whether that is to promote your business or as kind of like an influencer content creator kind of vibe, um, this episode is definitely for you. So unless we have any other super riveting updates about our pets, I guess we should just go ahead and get into the episode. <laughs> I mean, let's do it. This is Happy Club is a small business spreading awareness for mental health while building a safe space community focused on being able to share good news and encourage each other when needed. Aside from their community, they also sell trendy apparel and accessories such as tees, crewnecks, stickers, jewelry, and more. Every product is made and designed by the owner and 10% of the proceeds are donated to a mental health charity each month. Join the club and go to thisishappyclub.com for more information and use the code CYA15 for 15% off your next order. Hey, Kristen. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Thank you guys so much for having me. My name is Kristen Busquet, and I am a Charlotte-based creator as well as a creator mentor. I started my company, Social Mate, in I think it was September of 2020 when everyone and their mother started their businesses. And Mm -hmm. essentially, I work with content creators and influencers to help them turn their online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. So I'm on both sides of of the process um, when it comes to Mm -hmm. working with brands, but it's honestly the best job ever. I love it so much. That is so awesome. So how did you kind of get started in that um and kind of what does your day-to-day look like and what are the kind of things that you help your clients with on that side yeah so i got started in social me basically because i was getting so many questions of creators asking me kind of the same questions over and over again you know oh how did you Mm -hmm. start working with that brand how do i reach out to Mm -hmm. brands or what do i charge all of these questions and Before I knew it, I was spending so much time answering questions in the DMs that I was like, wait, (laughs) this is an entire business right now (laughs) that I didn't even realize I'm running. So Mm -hmm. we basically in September of 2020 just kind of legitimized the business um, and took it a little bit further with some coaching programs, with one-on-one calls. Um, We now have a membership, a monthly membership. So there's a little bit of everything and we've done a ton of experimenting over the last couple of years to figure out really what helps creators the most but also mm. what's you know the most feasible for creators um and and what they enjoy the most and so the day-to-day is honestly i'm sure as you guys know it's different every single day yeah. um sometimes my day revolves solely around being a creator so i'm creating content i'm pitching for myself to brands i'm reading contracts creating TikTok content, all of that good stuff. And then some days my days are more focused on my clients. Um, So I'll be on coaching calls. I'll be creating new resources for our monthly membership. I'll be recording podcast episodes. So every day is usually a mixture of all of those different things. It really just depends on what our goals are at the moment. But I would say my business is probably about 50-50 on kind of my creator stuff as well as the mentorship things so Mm -hmm. 
it's a little bit of everything. Um, when it comes to helping the creators that we work with, our goal is to really show creators how to take it from just posting on Instagram or posting on TikTok to actually creating a business out of it where you're making money, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're able to quit your full-time job and turn this into something full-time and really just love what you're doing online and have a lot of that freedom and flexibility. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like influencing is something that I was like talking to my boyfriend yesterday actually while I was writing the questions for this and I was like oh we're having a you know a creator and and influencer mentor and he was like that's a thing (laughs) and (laughs) I was like yeah because I feel like especially now like you know Emma Chamberlain's podcast episode that everyone and their mom has been talking about which I'm sure you've listened to yeah Mm -hmm. um where she's kind of talking about how like everyone is an influencer so then nobody is an influencer and then like having a million followers doesn't mean anything you know anyway yeah but there is like this accessibility to being a content creator now so I think that there's definitely like she was saying like a stark difference between those people who are want that to be their career and then the people who oh yeah are just doing that for fun and there there's tons of people who literally don't want it to be their career but for somebody who is like okay I'm really passionate about this. They're just starting out. They're just about to make their, you know, TikTok, their Instagram, their whatever. Um, And they want to take strides to make content creation kind of their full-time job. What would be your advice at the start kind of to set themselves up like for success? Yeah, um, you touched on something that I think is really interesting. So I just made a post about this the other day about how there are so many influencers and content creators that there's just like so much competition. It's very Mm -hmm. oversaturated. I think it can be really intimidating for someone to want to get into it right now because they're like, well, there's so many already. Like, how do I compete? I've made this post where I was basically saying, like, I'm not necessarily worried about competition because the amount of people that try to get into being a content creator, being an influencer that actually follow through with it is very small. It's a small Mm -hmm. number of people, Mm -hmm. you know, like so many people get into it and don't realize how much work it is. They don't realize Mm -hmm. how hard it is. They don't realize how mentally exhausting it is. So, Mm -hmm. so many people fizzle out. Um, So, I mean, if you're interested in really seriously getting into it, I think the first thing to know is the mindset has to be there. Like you have to go into it knowing you're not just going to be posting selfies and cute pictures that in videos that you, you know, take on your day to day. Like there's so much planning and skill and knowledge and logistics and things like accounting, bookkeeping, Mm -hmm. you know, reading contracts. Like I don't think people realize when they're getting into it, just what goes into it. So the mindset is definitely the first thing that has to be there. Um, And then on the other side of that mindset as well, like going into it, knowing you're putting content out there for everyone to see, you're going to get hate. You're going to get people messaging you about plenty of things that you probably don't want to deal with. Everyone always has something to say. Um, And not only that, but you work so hard on something, you put it out there and it bombs and you feel horrible yeah. that your content isn't doing what you want it to do. So again, mm-hmm. the mental challenges yeah. is another thing you really have to set yourself up for with that mindset as well. Um, but aside from that, <laughs> aside from all of that not so fun <laughs> stuff, um, I think the the best steps that someone could take if they're really seriously interested in becoming a content creator or influencer is to really go in with a very specific plan. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that if you have any sort of idea, maybe you have a couple topics that you're really interested in, what you need to do is first do some experimenting and then from that experiment, come up with a plan. So 
I actually, in a podcast episode of mine, talked with someone who kind of called this a creator sprint. It's mm. basically where maybe the for 60 days, you post to TikTok, you post to Instagram, and you just post anything and everything. All the things that even just, you know, you're even a little bit interested in. And you just don't mm-hmm. even look at your stats. You don't worry about building a community. You just post, 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 and all these different topics and see what happens. Because then you're able to draw so much information from that. You can figure out, first of all, what do you like creating? Because, like, mm-hmm. I love fashion, and I went into this thinking, oh, I'm going to be a fashion creator. But, like, as soon as people started having making, you know, reels. Opinions. Where, oh, my gosh. I was like, yeah, I literally, yeah. this is so much work to be a fashion creator that, like, I mm. just was not prepared for. So, you know, you find out what is sustainable for you to create and what you actually like creating. But then you also figure out what your audience is like or what people in general are responding to best. You know, like maybe you really love fashion, but you're really good at home decor content, you know, like. Right. And you'll find that out based on how things perform, based on the, the reactions you're getting from people about specific topics. So after you've done this kind of 60 day creator sprint, then you can take all of that information and say, okay, I know what kind of content I can create. I know what people like. Now let me figure out what I'm going to do for maybe the next three months. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can kind of from there just, again, start to do some trial and error. But you, you've gone in with such a better plan than just like, I want to be a fashion creator, so I'm going to be a fashion creator. And then you end up hating it right. a month Absolutely. later and then you're Absolutely. back to square one. So kind of allowing yourself that time to experiment, I think is very important. Yeah, agreed. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering when you were talking about kind of like, not to bring it back to like a negative place, <laughs> but I know from personal experience, like how easy it is to get burnt out on the creative side of it. Um, so what is your advice to like kind of stay inspired with that like creativity when you're having to like, like push that wheel like constantly even when it's like a branded piece of content that you can't just be like oh never mind like you have to do (laughs) it so what is your advice for like keeping that going yeah I mean I guess there's kind of two ways that I look at it when it comes to just creating general content again I feel like if you've done that creator sprint and you've found what you really love and what you're really good at creating I honestly feel like it's harder to get burnt out. I know for Mm -hmm. me, like talking about social media is what I do on all my platforms. And I literally could never, I I can't stop thinking of things to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like for, for something like that, I think if it comes really easy to you and you're really passionate about it, it's harder to get burnt out. That obviously doesn't mean that I don't get burnt out sometimes because I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over again, but you have to remember, you know, if you have new people coming to your page all the time, you can say the same things over and over again. Like you don't Mm -hmm. need to reinvent the wheel every single time Mm. you post something. And I think that's Mm. something that people get so caught up on. They're like, well, six months ago, I already talked about this. And it's like, do you know how many people like have seen thousands and thousands of posts mm-hmm. since six months ago? Like they probably don't even remember that you ever posted that. Yeah. I recycle my content all the time, especially on TikTok. Mm. Sometimes on TikTok, if I can't think of what to post, I will literally scroll back to maybe four or five months ago and I'll straight up word for word re-record the same video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, if it worked once, it'll probably work again. And, and mm-hmm. obviously if it performed well, people really found that information valuable. So Don't feel like you need to reinvent the wheel, first of all. Um, But when it comes to especially like sponsored content, things like that, where I really want to do something 
new and exciting. Honestly, mm -hmm. I'm just a huge like looking at other other profiles for inspo right you mm -hmm. know like i'm i'm on pinterest if i'm trying to go out and do a shoot and i'm trying to find things that like maybe i see three different photos that i really like and i'm gonna take one thing from each mm -hmm. of them and create mm -hmm. it into something new but honestly i think pinterest is your best friend a lot of the times too for photography at least i'll go to you know actual photographers pages versus right. just like another influencer because you can really pull so much cool information and like inspiration from you know other artists that aren't just the artists who are in your realm so Agreed. those are typically mm -hmm. kind of uh, my my go-to places yeah and i like what you said about not having to reinvent the wheel because i feel like that's something that obviously like as somebody who is creating content for my business that's something that i feel like pressure to do but i feel like especially as an influencer you're yeah a lot of times let's just talk about like lifestyle influencers you're seeing everybody's kind of just doing the same thing. You know, they're doing their day in the life, whatever. Yeah. But I was listening to, I think it was pretty basic. I can't remember what podcast it was. It was some influencer podcast. And they were talking about how are people coming to you to watch you or to like learn how to make a pancake? Or are they coming you to you to watch <laughs> you make a pancake? Like, yeah, right. So it, I feel like that's kind of a mindset of, and it depends on what kind of audience you've built. Have you built an audience that's coming to you to get information or have right. you built an audience that's coming to you for you? Both of them are equally as valid, but just, I think using that kind of information about what people are coming to you for to inform your content, because if they're coming to you for you, your personality, while you make this pancake, you could do anything and right. they'll watch it. But if they're coming to you for information, then you might want to think more about, okay, what new information can I give them that I haven't given them before? Um, yeah. So I feel like that's a really interesting side of it. But going back to kind of the brand side of things, I feel like this is something that people who have never worked with brands are like so fascinated by and just like don't understand. It's probably one of, or at least for me, as somebody who's worked with brands a little bit, it's one of the most like daunting parts of the whole thing. <laughs> um, so obviously, let's just say somebody has taken all of this advice that we've given so far and they've grown. And brands mm -hmm. have started to contact them and reach out to them. How do you advise that they kind of choose which brands are right for them to work with? And how do you kind of like suss out maybe which partnerships are right and are not right for you? Yeah, this is something that's incredibly important, especially when creators are just building their audience kind of mm -hmm. right off the bat mm -hmm. there. If you start to share a sponsored post that is so outside of your realm and people see it and are like, what the heck? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, why is she posting this? You're going to lose trust in your audience. And at the end mm -hmm. of the day, like, that's everything. And if you lose that trust, you have nothing. So yeah. I know it's so difficult for creators just getting started to want to take on every partnership that comes their way. But at the end of the day, it's going to hurt you more than it's going to help you, even if mm -hmm. you make a quick, mm -hmm. quick couple hundred bucks, you know, from it. Mm -hmm. um, so typically what I suggest when you are getting approached by brands, I think, first of all, you have to take a second to actually like look into the brand, you know, like it, mm -hmm. it might sound really good. But obviously, if a brand's approaching you, they're not going to tell you anything bad about themselves. So like, yeah. mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like it, if you were, you know, going date on a date with someone you met online, like you're going to go online and try and stalk them a little bit first. Yeah, or at right. least I would. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same kind of thing, you know, like you want to go and look like, has there been any bad press? Um, is it like a daily mm -hmm. harvest situation? You mm -hmm. know, like, mm -hmm. are we, is this something that we should even get into 
uh, morally, first of all, you know, yeah. you're going to be representing this brand. Like, it's more than just, okay, I'm going to make a take a photo for them and post it. Like, you are a representative of the brand. Mm-hmm. So you need mm-hmm. to make sure you believe in everything they're saying. So mm-hmm. look at their press releases. Look at the news that's been, you know, talked about them. Anything like that is first things first there. From there, typically, I would ask yourself, you know, is this a brand that if you were to post it on your feed, people would even think it was a brand or uh, an advertisement. If they looked at it and were like, oh, this is super organic, like it makes sense that she's talking about it. That's a great situation because people don't even realize it's an ad. They don't care if you're getting paid for it or not. Like they're just pumped to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Again, it's very obvious when creators are just taking on partnerships just to take them on. Um, So what I usually ask myself is, you know, it doesn't have to be a product or a service that's directly in social media. You know, that's what I talk about most. So I don't have to only be working with apps and, you know, editing apps or things like that. I can work with like a water bottle company, but I have to find a way to tie that in to who, who my audience is and what they value. So if it were, for example, a water bottle company, I'm not going to be posting and be like, oh, yeah, you guys need this water bottle for your workouts, da 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 because I never talk about workouts and people would be like, Kristen, right. do you even work out? <laughs> not <Yeah>. really. <laughs> you know, so at that point, my audience would be very confused. They would start to lose trust in me. So in that water bottle situation, I might kind of uh, have this situation be okay, uh, if you are an entrepreneur or you're a creator who's on the go, like you're out shooting in the hot sun all day, you need this water bottle that's going to keep your water cool the whole time you're shooting. Mm -hmm. You know, and that Mm -hmm. makes so much sense to my audience. They're probably going to buy it. They're very pumped about it. And my content Mm -hmm. visually would also represent that. So if you can find a way to connect that brand. In an authentic way. Exactly. In a way that makes sense. Make it make sense. You know, like make it make sense to your audience. And if it doesn't, you have to pass on it. It's hard to pass on jobs because I know we're, you know, hungry, starving artists. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, looking for work, it has to make sense. Yeah, totally. So on another like uh, another like part of being authentic on your page, um, it's very easy to kind of like follow trends as an influencer. Um, So but sometimes that might not be like super like there might not really be like an authentic way to take your own spin on that of course there is a lot of the time but what is your take on like balancing being like trendy while also being authentic to your page and your audience I think it's really similar to figuring out which brands to work with it it just has Mm. to make sense to your audience you know for example like if there's ever a trending you know transition that's like switching from outfit to outfit like I Mm -hmm. could push it into something that would make sense for me but at the end of the day like people don't care about my outfits they're not coming to me for outfits so (laughs) for me to do something like that it just almost doesn't really make sense my audience doesn't really care about it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it just has to make sense to your audience it has to feel organic and still be valuable to them too so again like Mm -hmm. if I was just doing a transition you know hopping from one outfit to the other how is that going to be valuable to my audience of content creators who are looking for social media tips yeah you know like they're literally not going to care so if you can find a way to take any of these trends and turn it into something that is going to make sense and is going to be valuable to your audience and Mm -hmm. also be authentic to you as a person again like if you've talked about oh Mm -hmm. i hate doing this trend 
and then you do it, people are going to be like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, it really, at the end of the day, like, it's people overthink it. Make it make sense. If it doesn't make sense, skip it. There will be another one. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the risk with that is, obviously, this whole episode, we're talking about people who want to kind of make this into a, a business and a yeah. career rather than, obviously, if you're just making content to make content, do whatever you want. Um, and e- either way, do whatever you want. But <laughs> I feel like, say that you are like, I'm just going to do this trend because I really want to. It goes super viral. You gain a bunch of followers who are there for that. And then that's not the kind of stuff you're making. And then everyone's like super disengaged. Your engagement rate is shit. And then you're like, what's going on? Because you went viral for making the Emily Mariko salmon bowl when you're not a food content creator, you know? Right. So it's like, I feel like it's like a double-edged sword where like, yeah, you just kind of, you can't really win it with that situation. Honestly, I think that's, like, the worst situation to get in, especially because with virality, like, you can't control it. Mm-mm. You know, like, unless right. you delete the video, it's going to keep popping off for exactly. however long. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know. You could be gaining hundreds of thousands of followers, and you're like, no. Yeah, and, and like, I feel like even as, like, a content creator myself, the pull to, like, if you know something would be go viral like you just know yeah like you just know yeah. that it would even though it might not be in your niche the pull is really strong to be like okay but I could yeah. have this serotonin boost of all yeah. these numbers like all these notifications <laughs> right and it's like super tempting but I feel like it's feels so much better when something that's like in your niche pops off like even so yeah, like the well. I feel like a good example although I am sure everybody that is listening to this if they hear this word are gonna be like never say that again the little miss memes that are everywhere <laughs> they are taking over. I am a little tired yeah, of them, but insane. and I was tired of them. Meanwhile, we just posted. No, them. I was tired of them before <laughs> I posted them on my account. But that's the kind of thing that people are all taking and fitting it into their thing. And mine literally yeah. has the best reach of a post that I've made in months and months and months. <laughs> and I gained followers that are in my niche because I was able to fit that into my niche. But yeah. if it would have mm-hmm. been a random like day in my life vlog, which I'm guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty of making this. Um, and then like a bunch of like, like that popped off. People, they might not really know what they're there for, yeah, you know, like, like yeah, and right. you kind of have this follower base that doesn't really, isn't really invested in you and doesn't really like share the interest of your content, which right. is really, mm-hmm. is really the worst. Yeah. And then you're just stuck with yeah. them. Exactly. That yeah. I mean, virality, I truly think virality is so overrated. Like Ugh, I never, you. it's so crazy because everyone... Everyone posts these videos. I see them on Reels so much more than on TikTok. But on Reels, I'll see Instagram coaches who are like, I gained 20,000 followers in three days. two days. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. first of all, stop telling that to people because it's not realistic. And then everyone's just going to feel worse about themselves when that doesn't happen to them. And it's not going to. Uh -uh. And it shouldn't. Like, I don't think that's like a good thing. Right. I mean, virality can bring out so many negative things. Again, like tanks your Mm -hmm. engagement rate if you're gaining a lot of followers who are not going to be engaged. Um, Especially, you know, if it's something outside of your niche. That's, again, like a really horrible, uncontrollable situation to be in Mm -hmm. but also just like the amount of hate that comes with virality i I mean it's like such a the percentage of hate it's such a mental challenge yeah and i think like when i when i think of virality i mostly think of tiktok just because yeah maybe i think it used to be possible on instagram and it's not that it's not but almost every piece of viral content you see on instagram came from another platform i feel like yeah for sure um and same with facebook but 
when you think about like these giant creators, there's a couple who have like grown more slowly and been able to do this, but it's not that like sense of community, people DMing you, asking you questions, people coming to you for things, people like trusting you as much as um, it is for those like micro influencers, I guess the, the whole like actual what the numbers mean and what the, you know, the label is always confuses me because it's different <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like personally as like a consumer of content, I feel a lot more connected to the small to mid-sized creators that I follow rather than somebody whose name you could say and everybody yeah. would know yep. it. Th- those people feel like, I don't know, like pseudo celebrities, like unattainable, um, which I think yeah. is another interesting take that Emma Chamberlain kind of talked about. I've just like, I've talked about that podcast episode with so many people. I just think you talk about it's, it every time. Every it's day. literally fascinating. <laughs> like Alexis, have you it listened really to is. it yet? You need I to made listen. all my friends listen to it too. It's just like super interesting because it's not just for people who want to be a creator or mm-hmm. are a creator. It's just like the way that our world is like reforming itself yeah. and right. like how celebrities are like viewed and all of that is Formed just so now. interesting. Like yeah. it's just very interesting. But yeah. um, I don't even know where I was, was going with that. But Everything <laughs> she was saying in that episode, I was like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. just... It's really scary to me, especially, I mean, as someone who my entire business, my entire career is based on a lot of Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, so like it honestly is really scary to think about what's happening with Instagram and like how everyone's Mm -hmm. been feeling about it. And like, I feel like it's kind of this elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. It's just like, are we still doing this? Like, are are we all just leaving? Like, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Because everyone's miserable. So like, can we just figure it out or not (laughs) figure it out? Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think like those kinds of things are as much as they're like scary that's still one of the reasons that I chose like this as a job is because it's like things are constantly changing and you have yeah. to like be on your toes and it's literally never boring because it's never boring yeah. I mean but it's like a it's like a toxic work environment <laughs> like I feel like it's like a toxic it's like, like nobody it's, tells it's you like, that like your job is changing but then all yeah, of a sudden they have really. different like expectations of you yeah. it's like yeah. a toxic yeah and everybody hates it yeah and like you can't you're like in like the, the like the, by the water cooler and be like, do you have this? <laughs> like, like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm so glad you feel the same way. You start like texting at night with yeah. your coworker. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like, I mean, TikTok showed up in quarantine most like, you know, most popularly. Yeah. It was a thing before. But like something else will be next and then something right. else will yeah. be after that and something else will be after that. Um, but I was also, another podcast I was listening to was like, they were talking about how where you started is like your baby. And like Instagram is just always going to be like yep. my baby. Like I will always have yeah. a profile, multiple profiles on there, mark my words. Um, yeah, exactly. But And the other thing too is yeah. like, I, I mean, Instagram does some things much better than TikTok that yeah. I don't know that TikTok would be able to replicate. Yeah. Like DMs right. and stories. Uh, I mean, yeah. most of my time on Instagram is spent in the DMs and spent responding yeah. to stories, talking to people about stories. And so I know that TikTok is introducing stories slowly and whatever, but like Yeah, but they suck. So yeah, many like people have had viewable. them. Yeah. yeah, and like no one knows what's going on. You know? They're also, so they, right. they, ex- <laughs> they act exactly the same as a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Like so they, they show up the same like, way. Yeah, they show and you up. Can't, yeah, like, I don't even do know what's a story. To exactly. Like, you can't, yeah. like, uh-huh. It's very Well, weird. that's the thing. Like, they don't encourage communication and interaction as much as Instagram no. does. And that's the best thing about Instagram is, like, I've been able to build, build such a loyal audience and community mm-hmm. there because I talk to everyone. Yeah. I mean, I've probably had, like, seven DM conversations on TikTok in the last two years. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, right. Like, no 
exaggeration. Right. Yeah, no. And I also yeah. like, I, I think that TikTok DM, like the only thing I've ever, ever personally used TikTok DMs for is sending other people TikTok. Sending my friends Like they have things. a good yep. share situation going on because it's right there. You can click yes. it. But that's, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that's really right. interesting. And I think it's interesting to like see what the popular apps are like encouraging versus like what yeah. the apps that we're drawn to encourage. Because right. obviously each app offers a different experience and a different like focus or else we wouldn't be using all of them right. we'd just be using one but I think I feel like uh, yeah I could right. talk I also, about all this shit all day seriously <laughs> I also think that you can like just like with how like that what you use each app for I feel like you can use that like as a content creator as a small yes. business owner whatever you can use it like knowing what people are like looking yeah. for on each page I think you can use that to your yep. advantage and I can't remember if it was like a, a past guest or someone but I remember someone saying how TikTok is where people find you and then Instagram is where people stay mm-hmm. yeah and like that's where you grow like your true audience right. but TikTok is like how you like try to find people yeah. like because yeah. people it's it's harder for you to find new people now reels has kind of changed that but Instagram yeah. it's hard to like you know really pull people yeah. in. Well, that but I think TikTok that's is. why on TikTok like it's so easy to grow your following quickly yes because exactly. like right no one's like genuinely caring most of the time interesting of, yeah like yeah they're, they're like oh cool <laughs> right. video let me follow you but like on Instagram, it's like you're committing to someone if you're I was, following yeah, them. Like yeah, I was about you are to say, like, this yeah. is about to be my new best friend, mm-hmm. and I want to see their mm-hmm. posts all the time. That's like the only people that I'm following yeah. on Instagram. Well, you on TikTok, <laughs> the amount of times on TikTok I've accidentally clicked the little plus, like that's something yeah. that they make way easier than Instagram. They make right. like it's right there. You can just click it with seeing somebody's video without even ever looking at their profile, without ever like yeah. seeing their username, you know. Um, but on Instagram, you have to be more purposeful about a follow and like it does it feels like a like an Instagram follow feels like it carries more weight than a TikTok follow it does and then a Facebook like that is (laughs) so rare for me (laughs) I don't even I'm (laughs) only if I feel bad for you will I be liking your Facebook page (laughs) it's rare that I even open the Facebook only if I only if you specifically ask me to you know Um, I'll say something about Facebook though because I literally for the last maybe year, I was like, Facebook's dead. The only reason I go on is like, maybe I have some groups that I like and Facebook Marketplace, yep. obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, but I am in a podcast coaching program myself. Um, and my mentor literally hounded me to create a Facebook group for so long. And I was like, dude, I'm not putting my time into it because it's no one uses Facebook anymore. That was in, I think, April or May. We have almost 800 people in this group now and literally every single day there's like six or seven posts in there yeah and before i can even comment a response five people have already commented it's I, out of control i'm in a whole class in my graduate program about facebook groups i'm not it's kidding crazy like it's seriously like it and i mean it's about like community social media communities management yeah. so it's more than just facebook groups but facebook groups are like the primary thing and people still are on there for that but i i would argue yeah that people in our age group, like our general age group, are only on it for that. Like, I will never oh, same. go there for business. But I have had some clients that are, like, popping off on Facebook and not on Instagram. So, you know what? Who knows? Who knows? You could, All you can do is try your best, is my motto. Trial um, and error. Truly. But I guess kind of on the topic of virality and growing and all of that stuff, obviously, we're seeing less of a focus on follower count. At least I am yeah. as somebody who's a professional. I know that you are. So what are the right. metrics that you suggest to creators to pay the most attention to rather than that just like follower count, those vanity metrics? In terms of 
trackable metrics. I think comments are probably one of the most important things, especially yeah. if you're a creator mm-hmm. looking to work with brands. So many brands are going to be looking at your comments because they want to know if this person posts something, does anyone care what they say, have to say? Yeah, do they have questions? Right. Do they want to know more? Exactly. Yeah. So I think comments are, are truly just so important to focus on. Like in every one of my posts, I have some sort of call to action that's like, leave a comment mm-hmm. with da 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 or your favorite, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I always want to encourage people to start conversation there. Mm-hmm. And typically what I try and do is like, if someone asks a question and I leave an answer, like I'll ask them another question. So I'm trying to like yeah. actually start more back right. and forth conversations there. Um, and then in terms of, I guess, less trackable metrics, but something that I think is very important would be DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, not only important for, you know, boosting your reach and boosting your engagement, because typically when Instagram sees that you're connecting with someone frequently in the DMs, they're going to start to push your content out to that person more yeah. in your, the feed. So for that reason, it's important. But also, again, like if you post something sponsored, so many brands that I work with now are like, oh, did you get any DMs or send us yes. any replies mm-hmm. that you've gotten? So yes. I will screenshot any message that I get that says anything about a brand that I've ever worked with, you know, right now or even right. in the last few months, because I want to be able to show them like, this while you can't see it because it's private it is happening and people are genuinely interested especially Mm -hmm. now when we're seeing that so many people like myself i was just saying are spending so much time in the dms versus comments like it and i think it's tough because even with likes and comments like tiktok has totally changed the way that we use social media apps because we're consuming so much but we're not we're too lazy to comment so many of the times yeah that's what Mm -hmm. it is like And I also feel like for creators who have kind of been in this for the last few years, we're kind of just tired of commenting. Like we played the game of like, okay, I'm going to comment on this person's page so that they comment back on mine Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, Yeah, but like, I feel like people are just so over that at this point. Like we're, we're looking for genuine actual interest comments yes. or just don't even mm-hmm. comment at all i don't want this yeah. so not just cute. like love this yeah. yes oh yeah i, can't. I almost yeah. want to delete them i don't because whatever they help yeah. my numbers but also the, i'm just the like three fire emojis <laughs> come on you have yeah. nothing better yeah. than that i know yeah. i actually i have a client who i've i've never seen this before until this client she's an esthetician and she gets so many dms it's like insane but she will get people dming her posts with like the like with like whatever they would have commented under it because like they want to start a conversation rather than like commenting that on the post basically or i mean they're not saying i want to comment this but it's like you know dming the person and saying something about it um and they could have just commented it yeah and i feel like that's super interesting um and she's definitely like really really good at like i mean she has all these clients and like she's formed really personal relationships with them um and, like, is really good at responding to DMs and, like, handles yeah. a lot of stuff their DMs. But I just thought that was interesting, kind of, like, an interesting way people are I feel like it. people are, like, I don't know. I feel like people are, um, and I don't know if maybe TikTok influenced this because the whole concept of, like, on TikTok, like, liking your comment is so much more of a thing mm-hmm. than on Instagram. Right. Like, going viral for one of your, like, TikTok comments is, like, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like people are now kind of, like, conscious of what they're commenting, and that that, like, kind of brought, like, was 
transferred over to Instagram right. and that they're more they're more willing. I feel like in the past people were like, ah, I don't want to have to like DM them personally. I'll just comment this on their page. But now it's more like I don't really know if I want this to be seen mm-hmm. by other people. Like I'd rather yeah. have like a one on one conversation because that also feels a little bit more authentic. But I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I never really and thought about that. Also, TikTok showing you like your comment if you're if somebody follows you they'll show your comment at the top of the yeah mm, comment thing uh-huh. that makes me not comment on so many things <laughs> yeah like so many mm-hmm. things it's crazy um mm-hmm. okay last question obviously we've been talking about how many platforms there are we've been talking about all this stuff so for somebody who is an aspiring influencer or content creator or a current content creator um how do you suggest that they kind of decide what platforms they should be putting their energy into I mean, I honestly think that if you're creating a piece of content, you should just post it wherever it could go, first of all. (laughs) Um, You know, like, if if I'm making a TikTok video, like, I'm going to also... I've been actually recently doing this little experiment where I'm taking my TikTok videos and posting them to Reels, just the Reels tab, to see what happens. Um, I'm going to do it for a month, but so far I have no conclusive findings. It's literally... (laughs) It's kind of just a shit show where some days, like, I get literally zero views on a video, and sometimes it's, like, 6,010 seconds like, yeah and then it's like no comments happening. you have no comments on the six thousand, but then zero you have like comments. multiple comments on the oh, god zero comments it's just um so i mean at the end of the day i think if you're making a piece of content just post it wherever yeah. but where you put your energy into i think is a different story because it doesn't take much energy to just post it somewhere else on youtube shorts or on pinterest mm-hmm. idea pens whatever um but when it comes to putting your energy into a platform i honestly think you should test it out and see where your content performs the best mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i mean obviously like tiktok and instagram i think if we're all being honest are probably the ones that we're debating between yeah, here. Right. Yeah. Um, everything else in my world at least comes secondary where like I'll just post it, but I'm not like how much effort can I put into YouTube shorts? You know, like you just post it and it does what it does or it doesn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like building a community on these platforms, I really think that you should just test both out and kind of see what what works best. You know, like your content might perform super super well on tiktok and completely bomb on instagram um but it's also like i think it it how much will how much work are you willing to put in i think is another thing too like because if i'm being honest i think instagram takes a lot more work um than Uh tiktok does because tiktok is i never engage on tiktok never 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 i engage like with Mm -hmm. my friends stuff and what like things i just am scrolling by and feel like liking or whatever but i'm I'm really not spending dedicated time in my schedule as part of my strategy engaging on tiktok Mm -hmm. um whereas on instagram like i spend a very good chunk of time interacting with people's posts answering dms posting stories like there's a lot more to do on instagram but i Mm -hmm. do think it has a higher return a lot of the times um now maybe we're seeing a little bit of a shift with that in terms of like brands working with people on tiktok versus instagram um -hmm. in when it comes to my income this year I would say from partnerships, probably 85% of it is from Instagram. Yeah. So from what I've seen myself, but also working with different students and all different niches and, you know, all different um, demographics and everything, they're getting higher 
uh, paid brand deals on Instagram than they are on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's probably because on TikTok, you know, brands know that the production typically isn't going to cost as much money. It's not going to be as labor intensive. Mm -hmm. Um, but they also know that, like, the cost of a follower on TikTok is very different, like uh-huh. we were saying, than the cost of a follower on Instagram. So very true. the bulk of most creators that I've seen that are on both platforms are making more money on Instagram, but they enjoy TikTok more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. again, I think right. it's kind of just like you're probably going to end up posting on both and, like, find what is making you more money. There are definitely creators yeah. who are you know, loving TikTok and making a full-time income on TikTok. And if that's the case, screw Instagram. I would be out of there, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. trial and error, I think everyone's going to have a different answer to that question. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. Amazing. Let's get into the random question, which is so fun. Um, <laughs> Alexis wrote it, and I'm going to read it exactly how she wrote it. Okay. What is a color you'd like to dye your hair but are too scared to LOL? <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, you can start. <laughs> Okay, well, for anyone who is uh, listening to this, my hair is pink. It's like, <laughs> it's bright pink. It's not even like mm-hmm. pastel pink. So um, I don't feel like I'm really afraid to dye my hair any color. Um, it's right. Maybe what's your next? What's your next? <laughs> yeah, what's your, You know, yeah. it's really crazy because I, my first color was purple. I've done like a billion shades of blue. I've had like mm-hmm. pink and orange and yellow all at the same. Like I've done every combination at this point. But I've had the pink for probably about three years without changing it. Wow. So I'm kind of committed. It feels like wow. it's part of my identity now. And so I'm, like, scared to change it because I feel like people, like, know me as, like, I have pink hair, you the know? Pink hair. So you're it's too scared of, to do anything other than pink. Kind of, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. But yeah. so I'm, I'm getting married in September, and I've been having these thoughts that maybe once my wedding's done I might go blue again because my Mm -hmm. fiance really loves Mm -hmm. the blue I really love the blue but I'm just nervous I won't feel like me so yeah we'll we'll see I'm undecided Mm -hmm. that's very interesting Alexis what about you um so I am totally having like a a JC Marie Mm. feeling Mm -hmm. and I totally want to dye my hair like like red like but like not like red red like not fire truck red but like ginger red Mm -hmm. Um, and I have the same feeling because I'm getting married in May. And so I'm like, I kind of, I don't want to do, right. like, I, I don't want to do anything, like, crazy. It's not the time to take um, risks. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's very <laughs> much not. But I am kind of thinking, like, maybe after I get married. Um, but I also did, like, I did always want when I was younger to, like, dye my hair, like, a crazy color. Um, but I don't really have, I do actually, I did around the, like, um king kylie era because you know i wanted to do the blue um for a long time and i think it would look good on me because of my blue eyes but yeah i don't know i don't know if i could ever do that i think i would do the ginger like before i would do any like colors i can see both looking good honestly yeah i agree i agree i definitely i didn't even think about it but jc does make me want to dye my hair um like -hmm. ginger but i have always like just because I'm blonde, if I go darker, it's the journey to get back is both long, expensive, yeah. and like I might never be able to. So yeah. I've always just wanted to know what I would look like with like really dark, like black or like really dark brown hair, but I mm-hmm. kind of can't. And I'm literally too scared to do that. Like if I could not dye my hair a color, I'm too way too scared for that. But yeah. it mm-hmm. dye even like black. Um, but I would like to know what I you would look like. You should get a wig on Amazon. There you go. <laughs> 
that's a good idea they could try it out yeah but um i i don't know i just feel like it'd be interesting i do have like i've i've been saying i have blue eyes but um recently about three different people have told me i have gray eyes so maybe Mm. i have gray eyes um, but I do feel maybe like the having gray with the black hair would be like, I know I'm so, like maybe sleek, it might be, sexy. it might be kind of mysterious. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I would be interested to see what I look like with like really dark hair. Um, all right, Kristen, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on social media, how they can work with you, plug all of your stuff. Yes. So I'm K Boosk pretty much everywhere. K B O U S Q. Um, I think literally everywhere that's my handle. So if you're looking for me on social media, that is where you can find me. Um, we used to have an Instagram account for social me until one day I logged on and it was just gone. And so <gasps> that is so fun. <laughs> that's horrifying. I literally was like, sick, I guess we don't have an Instagram anymore because I was not about to restart. Also yeah. kind of a blessing in disguise though, because it was a lot of work, and mm-hmm. now I don't do it, and I, right. nothing has changed. <laughs> right. yeah. Nothing yeah. has changed. Um, so, yeah, it's it's my Instagram if you're looking for anything related to Social Mate. Um, we do have a monthly membership right now that is our biggest offering um, aside from one-on-one calls. So our monthly membership, if I'm being honest, is pretty awesome. Um, it's $35 a month, so it's super, super affordable. But basically, every month you get new templates and resources. So we have, like ebooks we have um different like you know media kit templates we have rate charts all of these different Mm. things um so you get new templates a couple times a month we also give the weekly reels trending sounds every week we give exclusive podcast episodes um we have this brand email collaborative database so if you're looking for a brand email someone else has probably already dropped it here um it's cool because it grows literally every day because you know it's kind of like a take one leave one situation so Mm -hmm. um that's pretty awesome and then we also do live q a's a couple times a month too so we all just kind of get on and hang out and it's very like informal chill just meeting a Mm -hmm. bunch of people who do the same thing as you um and i'm giving personalized advice there all day long so if you kind of want someone by your side throughout all of it um the membership is really great and it's only 35 dollars a month so it's a steal that's very awesome. Well, I literally might do that. Yeah, join us. <laughs> Every join single us. time we have a guest on the podcast, I'm like, I would like it's... to buy everything that you sell, and I will also <laughs> become um, on your email list, and I will be joining everything that you have. No, for real. Um, but we'll have everything linked in the show notes for yes. you guys so that you can follow and join the monthly membership and Yay. do all that good stuff. But thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic and over on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast and our personal accounts, which are Katie Creative Co., Alexis Adams Aldrich, and Kay Boosk. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.